issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Show Marcus. Before we get to the phones. Um, yeah, we got a couple calls we see, and if you want to call in, you can at 508-996-0500. Also, taking messages on the app chat. I, I just want to make sure I set this up right. So, the fact that, that Healy won overwhelmingly and didn't run on particular issues is by no means me saying I, I don't wish her the best. I do wish her the best. Of course, yeah. And I do think that she start, one of her messages is she wants to be like Charlie Baker. She doesn't want to cause a lot of controversy. And I do think she has a lot of really upside potential. But we're going to see. Yeah, you know, it was funny. When she came down to New Bedford, actually, you know, there was the scrum there. We were all asking her a bunch of questions, right? And I think it was Ted Nisi who who said, basically, are you going to run for president? And she goes, you know what? I, I'm I'm just you know I just won the primary you know when I won the Democratic primary in 2014 everybody's asking me are you going to run for governor and then Ted Nese was like well you're running for governor now <laughs> right know? right so <laughs> right so are you going to run for president uh, and I, I actually I do think that's uh, well within her um, I think uh, I think that's well within the realm of possibility so Marcus I, I think I'm not sure if we talked about it on the air but I know we talked off the air. How does she resist the temptation? Yeah. As a woman from Massachusetts, openly gay. Flynn. Hope she resists it, I and, say. And by the time 20, 20, uh, 28 comes down, uh, by the time 20, by the time, because 2024, she's not running in 2024, right? By the time 2028 20, 20, comes around, she's going to probably have been a two-term governor by then. And so she will be able to, um, so she will be able to run for president on a at least one one and a half terms of being governor of Massachusetts. She'll be be able to run as Mike Dukakis with a skirt. Yeah, hopefully a little better than that. A better basketball player, the better Mike basketball Dukakis. player. Yeah, I, I hopefully she doesn't take any tank pictures. Five, <laughs> you know, I, I told you this story before, but and we see there's a bunch of calls online. We're going to take them, but um, when Mike Dukakis came to UMass Law, I just happened. I literally just happened to be walking by, and I was like, "Oh, Mike Dukakis is here!" So I came. I went and sat in the thing and heard him speak. And he was. He said the first thing he did was apologize for the 1988 election. That's funny. <laughs> he goes, "I'm sorry, I gave you Bush one. That's how you got Bush two. It's my fault." But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, there, guys. Big hey, Al. Big Al. Santa Claus. After watching trains, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. I want to give you a, an FYI. Okay. I try to call the business line to inform them that what's happening, your signal is fluctuating. It's coming in strong, and then it fades away, then it comes back in strong. So you guys need to talk to your engineers about it. I try to call in, but the uh, voice box is full. Oh, I couldn't get through. I'll go wrap some tinfoil around it. <laughs> no, I'll put a, I'll put a, I'll put an email into, um, to our, to our uh, program manager and our, and our engineer. But to thanks, let them know. Al, Is that it. the AM or the FM signal? AM. AM signal. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put a. Um, I'm gonna put in an email to our to our engineer and our traffic guy uh, actually right now, so we can we can get that issue resolved as soon as possible. Yeah, because uh, right now you come in strong. I mean, like the point that I have, you said that, and then you fade away. Right. 
big I know I do. finally got to set eyes on you. And Marcus, it'll be fair to say and let the record reflect without prejudice. You're next on my list. I appreciate that. Thank you very well, you much. You got Big Al as a friend. You got not, you. You don't have anything to worry about. Hey, another thing. Uh, I got an idea for uh, an arm wrestling match. Okay. How about Ian Abel bring some of that sumo syrup and put that on the line? Oh yeah, I like that. I like that too. <clears throat> it's better than putting his arm on the line. <laughs> well, I will arm wrestle him, but I. I'll tell you right now. Let me make it clear. I will not use my instinct to arm wrestle him because I know he's not an arm wrestler. So I will go slightly easy on him. But I, I when I talk, to what I talk is because I can back up what I say. And he said I was talking smack. I could take... And break his wrist. Yes, we know or that. Break his arm. <clears throat> yeah, but we don't want that. We, we we don't want but, that. But hold on, let me finish. And don't worry about the it, please. Is, do the fact is, I will not do that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I give you my word. Thank you, Big Al. I trust you. You're more than welcome, both of you. All right, buddy. Have a good hey. one. Thank hey, you, Chris. You take care of yourself. I will, Big Al. Thank you. You're welcome. 508-996-0500. Got a couple calls on the line. We're getting to them. Good evening. You're live. Well, it's ironic that Big Al called because I think there may be a battle that might upstage his battle in the Bruin. Here we and, go. And that's Okay, yeah, here we go. I think I know where you're going. Uh, you, you know, I think you know where I'm going. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, this is uh, uh, Mayor Lang coming out with his statements about the uh, fishing industry in that area and, and Mayor... Uh, Mitchell saying that he wants to build a $25 million uh, parking lot down there. Uh, we got two gentlemen who ran the city who have two different views of where it should go. And uh, Chris McCarthy, uh, this would be a battle royal, certainly, if uh, Mayor Lang in the future decided to run against Mayor Mitchell to determine the future of the city and do we support uh, fishing uh, solely or do we try to go Mayor Mitchell's way and try to have the two of them at the same time? Uh, this would make great, uh, you know, in, <laughs> a, a great uh, McCarthy and um, and, and Marcus uh, show. Oh my God! Look, it would be it would be incredible radio. It would be an incredible political campaign. Chris, and you're the only guy that could navigate that thin line. I'll tell you <laughs> right you. now. It'll be because very difficult for gentlemen. Me. I know. Yes. And uh, you know, uh, it, it's this is certainly. Uh, uh, something that's going to determine uh, what is the future of New Bedford and which way do we go. That fusion thing might not come about for a while. They're, they're on it, they're on it, they're on it, but who knows? And Mayor Mitchell could be right. Maybe the way to go is with the windmills. Uh, but then again, if the fusion thing comes around right away, well, then maybe Mayor uh, Lang could be correct. I'm glad Mayor Lang has brought this up right away because I think if he'd have brought up right away his opposition to the four-year term, which I don't think is very good. Nothing against Mayor Mitchell. Right. But I think once Mayor Mitchell no longer is mayor of the city, you may get somebody in there that's in there for too long of a time. It's that's, always been my concern. Yeah, yeah. And again, at, at the early going on this, it wasn't many people's concern. And Mayor Lang came with a concern, but I think the horse was already out of the barn. So uh, if this, uh, you know, this, this different view of where we should go 
ends up being, uh, you know, two gentlemen running for the mayor's office that have different views of where the city should go. What a local story. Okay. Absolutely. And again, I, I've been trying to you know, listen to you guys, and I have on uh, Adam Riley on Talking Politics on the um, on TV. Yeah, okay. Okay, and that comes out of Boston, so I, I'm yeah. trying to have ears in both places. It's kind of tough sometimes. Sometimes I can do two things like that. But, Chris, <laughs> yes. you know, you've already got Ted DC going in there. Wouldn't it be uh, cool in your part if you could get Adam Riley to take some part in your show? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always open to having other uh, other members of, like, TV and other media outlets on. We've done that. He, uh, he, he is very good. That. Yeah. That's a great suggestion, yes. Yeah, because that way, again, it would get this area's, uh, you know, foot in the Boston market and have people down there say, hey, there's people in southeastern Mass who are concerned about what, what's going on here in Boston. Uh, uh, I, I know in, a, in the past they wanted to get rid of Channel 5, which would have been terrible because that's the most political channel you can you can go. Any any CN used to be good, but now they've fallen off since Parodi left. Right. And uh, to have Ted Nisi in Providence uh, put, making some input here and have Adam Riley in Boston having some input in here too and bringing us up to date at the uh, what's going on in Boston I think would be uh, a tremendous coup on you guys' part. Oh, thank you. I think it's a great suggestion. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Now, so... Uh, so um, go ahead. The, uh, the issue is... So, I'm going to be careful here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right. John Mitchell, I think he's done a, done a very good job. I think he's been the right time at the right guy at the right time. Um, but we all know Scott Lang did a hell of a job. Mm. Um, they do have two different visions of the city. Yes. They're two different types of guys. Yes. Okay. Uh, they both care about the city of New Bedford. They both have um, serious minds. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're both very serious guys. I mean, they're both fun, but they're both very serious. Both intelligent guys. Yes. They both have a strong will, okay, to get things done the way they they think it should come out. Um, That would be a hell of a battle. And um, it would be very, very interesting, right, to see... Because as you as you just pointed out, there are serious fault lines between the two of them. Yes, and they're not they're not small items. They're not small items at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they are big, major policy decisions about where you see the future of New Bedford. Mm-hmm. Right, and where goes New Bedford goes the region. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God. What a dream come true. Well, well, for your show, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't think... I, my question would be, who are the people behind the scenes that have say as to who should be running for mayor? A serious person, you know, uh, running for mayor, not someone that's not, <laughs> you know, is serious, you know. And what would those people who behind the scenes have a lot of say about who runs for what, where, how would they feel about him, and how, where would they line up? So let, let, I'll just, <clears throat> because both of them are very established, yep. all right, yep. they are, in effect, their own back room, okay? Mm-hmm. Because unlike someone who's just getting started, mm-hmm. they don't need support of the kind where they need someone established to come out to help them, okay? Mm-hmm. Both of them, John Mitchell... Is ready to go right now. Scott Lang could go tomorrow, basically, mm-hmm. um, if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of 
where the support would come from, both of them would have tremendous amount of supporters. Mm-hmm. You're right. There would be some people who have to put a foot in one camp as opposed to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you'd have a lot of guys saying, I'm with both of you. Well, that's kind of tough when it comes down to an election to say, <laughs> hey, I'm with you and I'm with you too. I, would, I feel that you as a, uh, you know, a member of the press, yeah, you can adopt that position as a member of the press. But as someone involved in politics, whether you're a, a city councilman or a, uh, a councilor at large or whatever, or people who have money to back these people, uh, you know, which side are you on? Which side are you on? You know, that sort of thing. So I would say that. Again, just looking at a couple of things. Number one, Scott Lang has a very serious law practice, mm-hmm. which is why we all wanted to be the mayor, you know, or at least take, a, take another look at it if John Mitchell leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, but is John Mitchell going to leave when, I don't know. when, when Mayor Lang uh, is on the transition team, from what I understand, for Ramar Healy? No, he's on the transition team for Andrea Campbell. Yeah, the, the oh, attorney general. Okay. I thought it was Maura Healy. Was no, it's on. Andrea okay. Campbell. Attorney okay. general, yeah. All right, okay, I got it wrong. Um, the um, the reality is, I think, for, for Scott Lang, it would be, you know, and I don't want to talk out of school here, but, yeah, he has to give up a lot if he's going to run for mayor again. I mean financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in his life, is that a sacrifice he's willing to make, you know? Well, uh, is that something his family would want him to do? I mean, I, oh yeah, the amount no, of time he has to spend. These are family decisions, there's no doubt about big it. Big time. Big but I time. think his family is mostly grown up at this point. Well, but that also makes it a little more difficult because they're around the country in different places. So it means they'd be, they'd be, it's a lot harder to leave town when you're the mayor, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have your law practice. So, Well, he's the old guy that could come visit him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true too, but the um, but boy, it, it would be. I, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It would be, uh, and again, the, it's a nice situation for New Bedford to have. That should John Mitchell decide to go do something else, that you have a, a person like Scott Lang. But yeah, again, as I say, I think Scott has to make some major sacrifices if he was going to come back. Well, again, I I think John Mitchell missed a great opportunity with the attorney general thing. I totally Andrea, agree with you. Andrea Campbell is is an a accomplished person, had problems in, in, her, in her upbringing, her family and stuff like that, overcame all of that, right. and that's very commendable. That's very commendable. But at the same time, I don't really know what her... Uh, you know, background is to be attorney general. Like, I brought up the fact, is she really a lawyer? Was she a lawyer? And I, and I don't... I don't I don't more so. boy, who? Andrea Campbell. Yeah, she uh, was a lawyer. Well, yeah, she was a lawyer. She she worked. Yeah, but she was a, a, a city council. City council. Uh, she, primarily. She, she was a lawyer. She worked in. Um, and didn't she, she run for mayor, and then she she backed out, and it seemed like she no, she, consolation prize. she didn't back out. No, so she she was before becoming a city councilor. She was an attorney for um, Deval Patrick. And she was, uh, she worked, she was a general counsel and I think executive director at, at, at some uh, legal, uh, legal nonprofit, some well, uh, legal Well, I know clinics. she upset Michelle Wu because I got my ear on Madam Riley, okay? And Michelle Wu, I think, didn't back her. She backed the lady. Liz Rorden, which right. is interesting because they yeah. served on the city council together, but Andrea Campbell ran against but so did Michelle Wu. Yeah. And Andrea Campbell didn't back out of that race. She, she finished, she, she, yeah, she finished, I believe, third in the preliminary. Well, Adam Riley talked about it today as being a revenge factor that Wu didn't back her and went for 
the other lady there that ran. Yeah, probably. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. They were they were opponents. And but... it showed a picture too. Of, I'm listening to you guys. Of uh, she's walking along uh, with uh, Miss Campbell there and uh, and uh, Elizabeth Warren. You know. So to give an example, Scott Lang backed Lisa uh, Reardon. Yes. And yet, Shanless Reardon. Shanless yeah, Reardon, yeah, but yeah. yet. Still, Andrea Campbell brought him over for her transition team, mm-hmm. which well, gives you which gives you a sense of really how respected Scott is. Politics makes strange bedfellows at times, and you do what you have to do. Okay, but yes. again, it, 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 again, as they voiced it on Riley's program tonight, they kind of said that uh, Michelle Wu's thing was sort of like uh, uh, you know a, a revenge type thing. They used the word revenge, I believe. Okay? Really? Oh yeah, the, not you know with, with Campbell and stuff like that. Uh, not supporting her run for uh, for that because of the uh, testing the waters for mayor, I guess, that sort of thing like that. So in, in relation to John Mitchell, look, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I personally encourage him to run for attorney general. Yeah, but I the reality is he wouldn't have it, made you know? it through the Democrat primary. The, the Massachusetts Democrat Party I is geared towards a Campbell, but, but again, not a, not a Mitchell. But a politician out of this area is ever going to go statewide, somebody's got to test the water. You're right. And certainly he's intelligent enough and being a former prosecutor... He had the, res- he had the resume for it, for sure. Oh, no, no question. No question as far as I'm concerned. And again, uh, you know, uh, he may not leave. He may not want to leave. Uh, uh, he's an intelligent guy, highly educated. So is Scott Lang. Again, uh, if this over the next year, you know, ferments itself, uh, we could have one heck of a, a thing you'd be talking about. The other thing I'd want to say, too, in a totally different uh, situation, I, I'm, I don't think I mentioned it with you guys. I'm going to mention it with uh, Tim in the morning. But I went downtown and I got the shot. Did I mention it with you, you no. gentlemen? Yeah, it was available a couple of weekends ago or last weekend. And I got it, and I was given a $75 gift certificate to go to Market Basket. Nice. Plus... It points out when I walked out of the uh, the office they had there, which I didn't expect, and plus I got a $25 Dunkin' Donuts card uh, courtesy of the mayor, okay? Uh, so uh, it's a great opportunity for people who are going to get a shot to go down there and fight, run through Seven Hills, and people ought to avail themselves of that. Even the uh, people that are downtown uh, that... Um, Possibly homeless or hanging right. there. Hundred bucks is nothing to frown upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, they may not use the seventy-five bucks for food. It might be, hey, you want to buy a you know a seventy-five dollar ticket for half price? I, I understand that. Right. I'm, I'm realistic. Okay, I'm realistic. But uh, for anybody, it's a tremendous opportunity. Uh, I think one of the things the mayor ought to look into, like he did, which I thought was a good move during the uh, uh, pandemic, was to open up some buildings for people who may have gotten uh, the COVID if it got out of hand. And I think it got some use, and he got some criticism for it, and I don't think he deserved it. I think that was a good thing to do. It was looking, being forward-looking if the COVID really got out of hand. Well, I'm noticing in Rhode Island, okay, they're having people camp out on... uh, you know, the, uh, on the state capitol. Oh, yeah, big And time. they just ruled against that, that they can't be there they now and everything go. like yeah, that. Right. Hey, I could see with that, uh, the group of people that are downtown, if things get cold and stuff, maybe there should be some sort of substation opened up, too, where they could be... They have get, one. Get some heat. Where is that? The, the, the armory. Oh, no, no. Oh, you're talking about in our downtown. Yeah, our downtown, yes. What we ought to do is send ours to the Providence one. they got this enormous one Yeah, in they just opened that armory Yeah, there. well, everybody's yeah. going to send everybody everywhere, but they're here. The people are here that are yeah. here, and when it gets cold, they're going to need some place to go. I think it would be a good idea. I had suggested our armory, but I think you guys said the mayor doesn't want it. Well, maybe on the old police station or something, so if it does get really cold this winter... 
And they got to do something. Yeah. yeah. And, thanks thanks that, for the call, my be, friend. That would be thinking ahead. Thank we, you, my friend. Thank All you, right, gentlemen. Thank appreciate you. it. 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to keep it light while hey. we have our resident uh, Irishman on the, on, the, uh, <laughs> on the show tonight. What's going on with, um, with Joe Kennedy as the uh, special envoy to, to Northern Ireland? So in, in he, he's getting in, the appointment. Um, I would I would assume that there'll be no no problem getting him confirmed. Um, I'll tell you, you know, we all know Joe. We like him. We all wish him the best. That's going to be a big deal for him. I don't think there's anything in his resume, but I don't know who would have something in their resume. Maybe a general, maybe someone who served in NATO to deal with that situation over there. It's going to be a lot of problems, I think. Big responsibility. Huge. I, you know, they I went kill to Stone people. College. Went to Stone Hill with a lot of Irishmen, and uh, they have the um, you know the Irish festivals there. And I thought that uh, the senator there, what was uh, what was her name? I thought she was going to get it out of Easton. Well, oh, Claire, 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 Claire Cronin. She's already the ambassador. She's ambassador. Yeah, Claire Cronin. So, this is a special so, envoy to deal with the with the with the, with the uh, troubles in Northern Ireland. Yeah. yeah, the real can, dangerous can you, job. Can you enlighten us in your audience about that, Chris? Well, so yeah, can, can we can can we do something though? Because I got to take this yeah. break. Hey, yeah, take Barry, break. Barry, do you want to? Can you hold um, while can I take I this break? This for you, of course I can. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hold you there. I'm gonna hold for cold fusion. Sounds Thank good. We're gonna hit this break. Oh, hold on. Anywhere. And welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow is here holding down the fort. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, guys, hey Barry. Uh, hey, Barry. Yeah, I yeah, just um, wanted Chris's input on the uh, on Northern Ireland. So the, the reality of this, folks, is that with the Brexit vote, the, um, the, the there's, there's two Irelands, okay? There's Northern Ireland, which is part of the British United Kingdom, and then there's the Republic of Ireland, which is the rest of Ireland. Dublin, that area. Um, and for years, you've had a lot of problem with smuggling across the borders because uh, the Northern Ireland has a lot more taxes, things like that, than Southern Ireland does. Gasoline, literally the IRA is on the border. They have farms on both sides of the border so they can smuggle products, avoid taxes. Gasoline, remember, in Europe they pay a lot more in taxes than we do here. So things like gasoline, tobacco, things like that, there's a big black market trade in all of that, not to mention narcotics. And the reality of it is, is that, like everything else, there are wars, they're over religion, but there's also over money. And over in Ireland, they kill each other. They killed each other in the 90s, they killed each other in the 80s, they killed each other in the 70s. There's a lot of bad blood still over there. And as much as I like Joe Kenny and I supported him for U.S. Senate, I don't know what in his resume is going to make him prepared for this, except that he means well and he'll have a lot of good support around him. Um, I'm a little concerned for him. Uh, it also takes him out of American politics. It takes him out of American politics. It puts him right into the sea of European politics with the British on one side and the Irish on the other. What do you think, Barry? You worked very closely with Kennedy on the campaign. Yeah, actually, I did, uh, you know, with Ian Abreu, uh, Walter, and actually Scott Lang. You know, we, we kind of buried the hatchet. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 we have to do what we have to do here. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I really, to be honest with you, Chris, yeah. it's, you know, if we have to sacrifice him to go over there, because I, I really think that, that that's where a lot of our economy is. It absolutely we're, is, Barry. We're fighting the fight. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the front line of, of of people that want to 
infiltrate, whether it's Russia or China or wherever, our our our, our faiths. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, if we have to sacrifice them, then, then we have to sacrifice them. But uh, I think it's very important, and, and I appreciate your, your take on it being being the Irishman of the of the. Uh, <laughs> of the community. So, Barry, you're a financial guy, so you know. The economy over there has is, is, is grown cr- incredibly in Ireland. Uh, and and, and our, one of our largest trading partners in Massachusetts is the United Kingdom. We do incredible amounts of trade there, and we have a lot of immigration back and forth. So it's very important for our state that we get this under, you know, that they have a good situation over there in Europe. It's it's the front line. It really right. is. Europe is the front line, and, and uh, I think it's very important, and, and thanks for your input with that. Chris. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate we the appreciate question. It. Thanks, man. So, Marcus, um, w- what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's an incredible honor to be selected. So, you know, I wonder. It's a big position. It is. It's a huge position. Um, you know, uh, G, um, Gene Kennedy Smith was previously the uh, the ambassador to Ireland during the Troubles and uh, famously helped with Bill Clinton. Ted Kennedy too was involved in that okay. brokering that peace deal. Kennedy's, uh, if you didn't know, were Irish and uh, obviously very involved in Irish politics. Kennedy's trip to uh, I- President Kennedy's trip to Ireland in the early '60s was is you know one of the um, I think one of the highlights of his presidential administration. It was quite a big deal back then, and I think that um, I think that maybe. Because you're right. There's, I mean, he was, you know, he was in, um, he was in the Peace Corps, but he spent his time, I believe, in in Latin America during that time. He speaks Dominican Republic. Yeah. Dominican Republic. He speaks fluent Spanish, and so, um, uh, short of that, I, and I don't think he, I don't think he was involved in any committees on on foreign affairs. I don't think he sat on those committees. No, I think he was. He was probably in the Irish Caucus. Sure, he was and, probably in the Irish as Caucus. A given, yeah, yeah, and, and um. But the um, it is worth noting he did. Uh, I remember when he had um, he ran his first uh, he ran for the house first against Sean Bealot uh, yes. when Barney Frank retired. He did. I he either had the president or someone or, or a PM from uh, a PM or MP. Sorry, an MP from uh, Parliament actually go to his first uh, his first fundraising event. So I think it might be something. Uh, of a legacy pick in terms of maybe the people that are still at the table now that are at the table 30 years ago will appreciate having somebody from that uh, family uh, helping to broker a, a new deal. So his great-grandfather was the ambassador to England, as we all know, uh, the ambassador Kennedy. Uh, but one of his cousins, of someone who married into his family, was in the IRA and imprisoned for it. Right. So uh, Hill was his name, is his name. Um They've been very much involved for a long, long time. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. He knows he'll know who to call. He'll know who to speak with over there, right? Yeah. Um, his father has a lot of uh, people he knows over there. Um, the uh, the Kennedys in England go back a long, long way. He was just here in Boston the other night with the um, with the prince. That's who was here, right? Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, there's a lot of blood on either yes. side. Over there, okay. There's yeah. been a lot of people who've died. Yes, there's been a, there's been a lot of bomb. And the thing is, people talk about the disarmament. The guns are still in the hills, right? The IRA never disarmed. <laughs> yeah, they never ever really disarmed. He's going to go over there and talk about gun control. I don't think so. The armor light changed the, changed the course of the war. Right. The armor light is what the AR-15 is. Okay, they call it the armor light in Ireland. The um, the guns are still in the hills. And they're ready to come out at any time, and that's what he's got, what he's trying to put down. 
Let's take one, uh, one more break. We'll, uh, we'll, we got a couple more breaks. Let's, let's take this break. We'll go back to the phones uh, okay. as soon as uh, we're done. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Dr. Travis Stork. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. Marcus, Chris, uh, Santa left a little bit ago, but um, we're still riding high on that holiday cheer. That's right. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hi again, guys. Hey, Tom. Uh, hey, what's up, Tom? Well, you know, the, the Good Friday Agreement with Senator Mitchell and Bill Clinton was a major undertaking that took a, a long time to accomplish. Absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, when Brexit occurred, what happened is the exchange, the economic exchange between North and South, which was going very well, by yes. the way, uh, was proven uh, to put some distance, generational distance, between the Troubles and modern day. Uh, when Brexit occurred, you know, they, they blew that whole thing up. I yep. mean, it, 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 was, it was unbelievable that nobody stepped in and said, wait a minute, how about a waiver for this particular area because of the history, the 800-year history right. uh, between North and South? Right now, uh, Southern Ireland uh, is the only people that can petition the European Union because they're still part of it, and Northern Ireland can't. Right, you know, and so maybe this is where Joe's going to come in to try to convince them to accept a, a petition for a waiver uh, to get that that border uh, separation back to where it was just a, just a few short years ago. That economic activity was helping a lot of people in the north and the south, mm-hmm. you know. And then Brexit just you know shut it all down, which is unfortunate because there was almost enough generational uh, peacetime, if you will. Certainly, like you say, Chris, people were still on edge. Yep. But you, you, you throw a couple more generations on top of that where people aren't shooting each other. And time the whole heals thing wounds. will become yep. a memory. Yes, time heals all wounds. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly sure. on, on the fusion. Do we know if the transformers down at New Bedford Gas and Light are still uh, operational? I do not. No know. idea. I'm just wondering if they are, maybe that's where we start with the fusion situation because uh if uh and i'm not sure about this either if mr saunders owns that area now because I, I think he acquired it all he does, right, yeah. uh, then we'd be dealing with a saunders fusion company <laughs> 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 anyway that, that, that's my comment on ireland i'm hoping john uh, what do you think that, though he's a um I, I i wish the man the best um no matter what he does but this is a big undertaking yeah, it's not as dangerous as it was 20 years ago. Correct. But it's still dangerous. Yes. You know, my brother was over there. I was over in 83. It was kind of cuckoo in those days. It was but, in 83. Uh, oh, brother, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Bobby Sands. Bobby Sands, I, Brendan Hughes, I, I, the whole. Yep. Yes, that's right. I can tell you stories, Chris, and knock your socks off. But recently, my brother was over, and that intensity was still there. And uh, the, the, the orange parades were still going on in the north. And, uh, you know, that that animosity still exists, uh, but they weren't shooting each other. Uh, now, uh, where it's getting more and more tentative with the Good Friday Agreement seemed to be fading a bit. Um, the reintroduction of that and the waiver, I think, is the way to go. So it wasn't that long ago that they arrested a bunch of guys from the IRA, Ireland, in Colombia, helping the FARC build bombs. Uh, I believe it. You know, yeah. I mean... 
they the IRA is still alive and well. Um, it's it's they um, and when when you when your business is violence, it's tough to go out of business, you know, uh, and therefore tough to end the violence. It's uh, I, I look, I, I I wish Kennedy the best. I think it's he's a good man for the job. He's certainly young enough. Um, he's certainly got his heart in the right place, but you wonder what. Uh, well, you just hope that, that both sides will take him seriously. Yeah, you know, because yep. there's a lot on the line over there. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story today. I'm sticking to it. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thank Appreciate you, it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're gonna take uh, another break, and then we'll be right back. It's been a great week. I want to thank Jack Spillane again for filling in for us. Well, not only did he fill in for us, he, he made news. Major news. So we do appreciate Jack doing that. And he has, a, he has a, an article coming out on Jake Ventura again. Yeah, I know I, I know he was with him. I know he's doing a few of those because I saw him on Thursday um, and he said he was meeting with another Ward 3 candidate to do a walk. So he's doing New walks. New Bedford Light. New Bedford Light. Yeah, at the New Bedford Light, go check out his stuff because he's doing walks with the Ward 3 candidates. He's been following that race pretty closely. So, um, again, thanks to him. Thanks to Ted Nisi. Yes. Right? And Steve Howitt came in. Thanks to Santa Claus. Don't thanks forget to Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. I mean, he was... he. The, thanks to the firefighters we've had a lot for of, bringing him in for us. Yeah, the firefighters for bringing him in, sponsoring this event. The United uh, Way. That, that, yeah, that money. That's all going to charity, and we appreciate all the work that they're doing. So, I mean... Guys, people can say what they want about this area, but it, it's got a hell of a heart. It does this, have a hell of a heart. This area has a hell of a heart. And we've got a we've got a great lineup uh, planned for you guys next week. You're gonna have to tune in to see who who's coming. But That's we've right. got a great lineup tuned for you next. Tune in for you next. We week. already know Santa Claus came to town. Santa Claus did come. Santa Claus came. He'll he'll be back next year. We're gonna do that again next year because Santa loved it too. It was so a great time. It was it was an excellent time. We do appreciate that. So, um, Chris, any uh, you know. What's uh what's going on? Well, we're gonna have a good good lineup uh, over the weekend. We always have good talk radio here yes, over the weekend. We do. We got Brian. We got Brian the cabbie in the morning. We've got Ken Pittman. We've got Money Matters with Jose Matos, and we've got uh, Jess Machado uh, in the afternoon. And then we've got uh, Town Square Sunday with Jim Phillips and Marcus. You've got some columns on local politics that'll be coming out. Yeah, uh, definitely. We've got a few columns. I've got a few columns out now uh, that you can check out on WBSM.com talking about uh, a lot of good local stuff. There's that catalytic converter bill. That's um, a big one. That's a big one. Steve Howitt, rep from Seekonk, came on the program and uh, one of the last Republicans left in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, you know, you're true. I wanted to ask him a little bit about that, but we weren't there to talk about it, you know? Right, right. So, what's it like? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, right. What's it like? I did ask him what it's like. I said, what's, is it like, is it hard proposing legislation? Cause he did kind of joke about, you know, this, the, the Senate having three Republicans. Right. Talking about Bruce Tarr helping him with the bill. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, he said, it's, it's, it can be difficult, but a good bill is a good bill. And that's a good bill. That's a good bill. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for for tonight. I mean, we're gonna have a good weekend again. Tune into our weekend warriors. I was a weekend warrior. Chris was a weekend Absolutely. warrior, and uh, they work hard to bring you good content. Jess oh, Machado, Jess, yeah, Jess Machado is a weekend warrior. Ken Pittman, all of them. Uh, so definitely tune into them, and we'll see you on Monday again with a great lineup of guests that we have here on South Coast tonight. So again, we'll see they, you Monday. See you Monday. Thanks, Santa.